0: I think about people throughout society. I mean, you don't have to be a veteran. You don't need to have been incarcerated. But there are a lot of people who are carrying a heavy weight into their daily lives and we're starting to see people peel back the stress, anxiety, mental health. I think where we are failing people is providing them adequately with tools that are self-serving. They carry with them secondary and primary side effects that are sometimes more deleterious than the malaise itself.
1: Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Living Good Currency with Tony and Tobias. We're super excited and appreciate your time, your energy, the fact that you guys are sharing, subscribing, commenting. We appreciate it. If this is the first time you've tuned in, this is Living Good Currency with Tony and Tobias, focused on helping people align their purpose with their passions on a daily basis, bringing in thought leaders, incredible authors, celebrities, influencers, CEOs of amazing companies teaching us their their definition of how they align their purpose with their passion. These conversations are impactful on our lives. And we're so excited to bring in our next conversation with Yona Stern. But I've been a huge advocate to trying to figure out how I can biohack my sleep, whether it's my breathing, the type of meditation I'm doing, the prayers I'm doing. And so I stumbled upon happy.com. That's H-A-P-B-E-E.com that Yona Stern happens to be the CEO of. I reached out to them and... Yona got back to me right away. And we had a pre-interview conversation that I wish we recorded. Yona is a true true incredible entrepreneur who's doing Happy not because he has to, but because he wants to. Happy is a company whose mission is to improve the lives of millions with its wearable wellness and technology. Happy allows users to play the same magnetic signatures songs that compounds the same Acts like caffeine, nicotine, CBD would otherwise release in your body to trigger feelings like deep sleep, awake, drowsy, calm, focused, and relaxed. They call it the Spotify for how you want to feel.
2: Yona is a serial entrepreneur and business builder who has successfully scaled many disruptive businesses in technology and consumer goods. He was the former CEO of Arrive, as well as Beyond the Rack, and a board member of Swap. .com. Yona was also named Startup Canada's Entrepreneur of the Year in 2014, as well as a frequent speaker in business conferences and universities such as Yale and his alma mater, McGill University. Welcome to the show, Yona.
0: Thank you so much, first of all, for reaching out and then deciding after we had our pre-call that it was still worthwhile <laughs> <laughs> for us to share it to a broader audience. So the the, the pleasure is really all mine.
1: You know. We're gonna go into the conversation on a few things I want to touch on. When we were talking in the pre-call, Yoni, you talked about how you did not find happy. Happy found you, which is which is kind of cool. Can you just can we start there and share with our audience how where you were, where your mindset was? You were just coming off of the sale of of a previous company, and then how happy found you?
0: Yeah, for sure. So I had been involved uh, running a technology, pretty disruptive technology company in the mobility space uh, based out of Chicago for the last four years uh, before joining Cappy. And to be quite frank, I mean, we we went through a bunch of undulations with that company, not the least of which was COVID. Um, And if you can imagine, um, we had a company that basically made most of its revenue off of uh, people parking their cars. Um, we did a lot of business with professional sports and entertainment. Um, I don't need to tell you what happened in March of, uh, 2020 to people parking cars. Um, nobody left their houses. Nobody went to concerts. Nobody went to pro sports stadiums. Um, our revenue dropped by 90% overnight (laughs) and it didn't come back for a year. Um, so we had to weather that storm. The interesting thing about going and kind of going through all of that is we actually came out a better company, uh, because that really forced us to figure out who we were and uh, what our core value proposition was. And we ended up uh, with a solution that was touch free. And I won't go into that, but we ended up in a sale process. Um, and I was, I was pretty tapped out by the time this was all over. Um, we had a, we had a really good exit out of this thing and, and it was a good resolution for everyone. And I had long conversations with my wife who is the the most, uh, um, important mentor that I have in my life. Um, every good piece of advice I've ever received has come from her both personally in terms of my own personal journey, but also professionally. Um, and so we had kind of come to the decision that once that part of the journey was over, Um, And I'm 59 years old. So I've been around the block a couple of times uh, on um, technology. I've been doing this for close to 30 years running disruptive tech companies. Um, And we kind of looked at each other and we said, okay, maybe it's time for another chapter. Maybe it's time to uh, take a year off, maybe retire. Uh, My wife, who is an accomplished entrepreneur, of her own right and has built an amazing uh, business. So we kind of, that was the decision. And that was kind of February of last year. And I I got a call as I was kind of winding down and and closing out that transaction from somebody I knew in Los Angeles who said, Yona, I need you to take a look at this company called Happy. And I was like, well, what what do they do? And she says, well, it's, it's wellness wearables technology, kind of biotech. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Um, kind of don't know, don't care. And then she says, well, you remember Star Trek, you know, where they could, you know, you don't have to take medicines and stuff and you could just beam a signal. And that was the medicine. And I'm like, you're, you're not, you're not making this any better. Right. Like this sounds science, science fiction to me. She goes, no, you really have to have a look at it. Like I'm not doing a good job of, of explaining it, but you really owe it to yourself. And of course I, so I went back to my wife and I said like, yeah. And can and look at the end of the day is like, do I have time? Do yes. I understand it? And can I add value? That's right. Mm. And like it was, I, I thought I was 0 for 3. Yes. Um, I, I didn't really understand the, the technology. I, I had no prior experience running a public company. I've done a lot of venture backed stuff. And really like um, wellness was a, a quite a foreign um, pursuit for me, but I went, I went and I checked in with Natalie, my wife and she said, dude, this is the future. Hey. Um, I don't know if this thing works or not. I, I can't vouch for that, but I think you owe it to yourself to take a look. She says, I think wellness is the next frontier. And so, um, I did, I took a look at it and the more that I looked at it, um, the more curious I became. And I very quickly realized that everything that I perceived to be a shortcoming on my part actually put me in a much better position to probably commercialize this because I, I was at the same place everybody else is, which is I was curious, but highly skeptical. And so I carry that with me every time I introduce this to somebody else. I say, hey, look, I wasn't sleeping at night. Quite frankly, when somebody described, you know, a Star Trek invention and told me it was real, I thought it was BS. And I tried it for myself. And I slept through the night the first time I put the happy under my pillow. And I set it to deep sleep. And then I called a friend of mine who's head of psychiatric services for the state of Illinois and happened to be an investor of mine in my last company. And I said, he also happened to be the psychiatric doctor for the Chicago Bills, which is a really, he's got great, great Scotty Pippen stories. Cool. <laughs> um, but I asked him about this and I said, so like, what's the deal? And he said, well, you know, and I don't know if it's placebo or not, but do you really care? Um, if it works for you, it works for you. And I was like, well, yeah, but I really need to understand whether or not this thing is having a fundamental impact. And so he really helped me dig through the scientific uh, Mm -hmm. part of it really to get a a baseline that this was really, um, really credible. Um, But I was, I became a believer because I became a user. Um, And then something really unforeseen happened to me on a personal level. I was maybe in the chair for two weeks when I started receiving inbounds on, re- on the only social media channel that I'm active on. I'm not active on any of the you know, real social ones, but I'm active on LinkedIn. And I started getting LinkedIn messages from people who were telling me that they had tried the product and it had changed their lives. And was there any way that they could help us out? And I'm talking about people's whose parents had Parkinson's disease and were at their wits end. People whose children were suffering because of a whole bunch of different maladies and were fed up with kind of traditional medicine. And probably one of the biggest groups that we're actively working with right now is with military veterans. And we could spend hours talking about um, what military veterans go through. I will tell you, gents. I had no clue. I, like, I if I could tell you, I had no clue. Um, when people talk to me about PTSD, I, I think I know what that is, but I had no clue. I had no clue what the impact was, how difficult reintegration into society was, what they carry with them. You know, Tobias. I think you could, you you oh, have God. spoken at length about your personal experiences, but what I've learned. And I felt I had a responsibility, an obligation to get this into the hands of more people and to figure out a way to help change people's lives. And the interesting thing for us, we're a publicly traded company and we've got all kinds of investors. You know, most of the people who put money into our company are people who um, are doing either mission-based or purpose-based investing. Awesome. Because they wanna make the world a better place. Awesome. and. It's really gratifying for me, for the first time in my career, to say I wake up in the morning and I'm, every time I, I make this company better, I'm improving people's lives. I, I think you could probably make a case that when I was selling lipstick and handbags and parking cars that I wasn't maybe moving humanity forward. Uh, it feels really good to be doing that. It feels, feels like nothing I've ever done before.
2: Yona, when you speak of uh, the power Not only sleep, but rest. Now, just to give a little context, uh, actually, brother, I was very sheltered as a child. Uh, When Los Angeles, California got very dangerous with the wars on drugs, the wars on on inner city males, et cetera, uh, my father strategically sent me to South Carolina, which is an agricultural state which for the most part is still in the same condition it was 50, 60, 70 years ago, full of green and life, whatever the case might be. Seven years of that living into coming back into Los Angeles, where Los Angeles was pretty much devastated. It looked literally like a war zone. That's why I call the the wars on. Go to prison. Never been involved in any kind of criminal activity. Imagine that. Uh, coming from really not really Los Angeles but South Carolina a country boy's lifestyle basketball church fishing hunting to go into some of the worst prisons within California in the time where the super predator narrative allowed the arresting the killing the 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 trying of black and brown males Into the most horrific situations And Tony asked me one time He said how did you sleep in there I said Tony that was the secret I slept good Every night And he asked me how And so Mm -hmm. when you start dealing with trauma And PTSD And post traumatic stress syndrome Normally the trauma Occurs when we cannot reason Or make reason Of why we are going through What we're going through so when we can't reason, and then it doesn't matter how much sleep you get, you're not resting. I found purpose within my circumstances and situation. And then that purpose was, as you just said about your uh, your wife, you says she, and you know, this is good currency, we have to do best for ourselves spiritually. And then we say professionally. And then we say personally, then professionally. Wisdom, if you look at any mythology, dear brother. Wisdom is always in the voice of a woman. And then I was being built personally.
0: You're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, what you, your personal narrative and what your experiences resonate so deeply with me. And I think about people throughout society. I mean, you don't have to be a veteran. Um, you don't need to have been incarcerated, but there are a lot of people who are carrying a heavy weight. Oh into their daily lives, That's right. right? Universally. And it, it, yeah, it's very difficult for people. And, it, you know, it's becoming, I will just say moderately more acceptable to actually talk about these things. Yes. We're starting to see people peel back the, the facade in professional sports to a certain degree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where people are talking about um, stress anxiety mental health Depression. i think all of these things are, are 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 positive i think where we are failing people is providing them adequately with tools that are are in in many cases the the tools that society offers them are self-serving they carry with them um, secondary and primary side effects that are Sometimes more deleterious than the malaise itself: chemical addiction, physical side effects. It's it's weird to draw a parallel, but people who we often look at as those who have it all—right? Right? People in the entertainment industry. Look, these are these are your friends and neighbors in Los Angeles, and guys who are you know guys and girls who are looking to recapture the magic of the moment that they may only be able to find in front of the camera or in front of 30,000 fans or in front of a packed room that either, uh, you know, is giving them that energy back. They, they try to recapture it in some chemical form that oftentimes, um, kills them. It's so tragic that that's what we as a society offer. Not only those people, but are returning heroes, people who put their lives on the line uh to protect us, and and the fact that we offer them chemicals, yes, uh, it's it's to me unconscionable that that there is no infrastructure to support emotional and mental health.
2: Uh, you know what's what's or what's uh, I guess ironic. It could be beautiful, according to how you look at it. That that's where the intersection of my work came in at, because most correctional correctional officers of law enforcement and coming from those wars. And so now you have one populace of individuals who came in as youth, many of the African American Brown brothers that I dealt with, even uh, the very few white men that was in there, they came into prison in their youth, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. And then you have these young veterans that go in the military around the same age you might think we're separate people, but we're all humans at the least. And we're all going through the same thing, although we might be thinking we're having a different experience, but we're not. War is war. And the response for both groups is exactly the same. Heavy pharmacosutilization. The same group. So in Lancaster, this was in my last six years, the head of inmate healthcare placed me over the suicide war. And where they seen the numbers, of incarcerated people and the numbers of the guards were going up committing suicide. So the medical staff said we have to do a better job of the mental health between those who are incarcerated and the wards, because apparently both are suffering from distress, both are suffering from depression, both are uh, leaning on drugs and alcohol. Divorce was up. Uh, uh, taking out the job, so we've seen that if we can create an environment inside the institution, which we're giving people more realistic, uh, cultural and spiritual means to deal with their feelings and emotions, then we're better off for humanity abroad. Why does a? Because one of my younger brother is in the military as we speak. you are talking about deploying my younger brother to Ukraine. So this is a conversation that I'm having right now. God in bless him. Are uh, we talking about a, a podcast and really, right. i said bro we got real problems a young man is trying to figure out what is his next okay. 6 months is going to look like
0: right and and he and he, he can't even predict no. what the impact of that exposure is going to be exactly what you're describing to me you know the culture shock the the uh, of coming from carolina to la to the Prison system, yeah, yeah. and you know, you know, in, in my conversations with some veterans, they're like, "We're not playing Fortnite; we're living Fortnite."
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. we can't fathom the impact of these things. Right. And I think one of the things that I would like to tap into is, you know, how Tobias often says that he's met more people imprisoned mm-hmm. than who are incarcerated mm-hmm. since he's been out. Yeah, and when you think about that mentality, most right. of us are just walking in in our prison mindsets. Yes. And so what really made me excited about just continuing this conversation is we are on a mission to help people do good for themselves and others daily. Mm. And and so you could okay so it's wonderful it's one thing to say don't do the drugs, don't do the alcohol, don't take to things that have the bad thing. But okay, well then what do I do? Right? What are the, the what right. are the revenues? What's the alternative? What's right? the alternative? There's meditations, people say there's these inspirational stuff, there's books you read, but what I love about our mission and and what we're trying to do is give them practical inspiration things, you know, inspire you, but then give you practical tool sets, which is starting with this podcast, but also our journal. And that is to be able to give people a practical way to actually live a better day, very easy, not overly complicated, but so they can see things just like when Tobias got out, when, when Governor Brown commuted his sentence on the letter, it says how he had calculated his team had calculated that Tobias had helped over 4,000 men in the last year. But to, to, to take these transferable skills. Okay, what did you do mm-hmm. in midst of hell mm-hmm. and all the depression and all the problems that people bring inside those prisons to help these men become and live better? And that's where the practical inspiration of Good Currency Journal lies. It's a secret sauce. And what's secret and magical and miracle about it is that I had come up with a lot of that formula prior to meeting him. He read the journal and said, do you realize that this is gold? This is like, this is the formula of all formulas. And so the conversation continuing with you and what happy, and this is what I want our listeners to learn, is that I was more impressed with the fact that you had this, you know, you're a senior CEO executive, you're a board member, you were about to retire, go on your little, you know, just be on boards and enjoy the fruits, as you said, of your labor in the pre-call. And then this happened. And then you notice, as you started working for this company, that you feel different than you haven't ever felt before. And we say, "Well, that's because you're doing good for yourself and others daily. You're living your good currency."
0: You know, it's really funny. You're mentioning strikes a chord. You know, look, I grew up in a in a in a very spiritual home, um, religious and spiritual. Um, different faith, but the spirit's the same, yes, right? Yes, sir. And and my, my, my dad, who was, you know a philosopher, a poet, a mathematician. Um, I think he was probably, um, Da Vinci in a previous Mm. life, but, um, he, he used to instill with us. Um, he used to give us a wish every year. So Passover is a big Jewish uh, festival and, um, it's all around freedom. I mean, the theme is freedom and slavery. Right. So these are these are themes that we're all very familiar with. There's a lot of pain around them and a lot of suffering. And we all carry a lot of baggage around with that. And he used to, on Passover night, make a wish and his wish to his children and um, to his family. He says, may you find your liberty this year. May you find your your own personal liberation, your freedom. I wish you freedom and as a kid growing up, I didn't really understand what that meant. Right. I didn't understand what my bond, my my personal bondage was. Um, and you know, as I grew older, that became a wish that I passed on to my kids. But I think Tobias and and Tony in particular, one of the things that, that really speaks to me and what has put me on this journey and what I respect profoundly about the journey that you've gone on is, you know, it's one thing. And I think it's a, massive accomplishment in your own personal life to achieve personal freedom, Mm. but to liberate others.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Wow. I mean, that's a force multiplier, right? If you can liberate others, um, if you can be a freedom fighter for the lives and souls of other folks, and you're doing that in such a profound way. And and I have so much respect for how you did it and, and, Thankfully that it was recognized and you're going to continue to do great work. And in some small way, you know, we feel the same way here at happy. I can tell you every person that I've recruited to work for the company, um, thinks mission first, you know, thinks of us as a purpose first company. And, um, we need to be successful and we need to do all the right businessy stuff and build a good company so we could do good work. That's right. This is not a brand statement. This is not, oh, let's be mission focused because it's a cool catchphrase. That's right. Because quite frankly, most of the people doing this, we don't need to do this. We want to do this because every day we we see the the profound impact on people's lives, that they're not popping pills and they're not um, on chemically um, addictive barbiturates and then not on narcotics that there's an there's an alternative way you know and you think about it this was a science project yes. right this Come is on. technology <laughs> we're just applying technology to actually help people look what could be more personally fulfilling than that
2: uh, Yona, Yona, I'm gonna offer this Tony asked a question so I'm gonna very quickly answer the question the journal prescribes doing best for yourself and others spiritually, personally and professionally. Spiritually, as yourself, I come from a father who was a conspiracy theorist. He was a mythologist. Uh, 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 he, he required me to understand the essence of things, the mythology, the psychology of things. So when I went behind the wall, I seen that regardless of the, 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 the garment we had on, that at the core, all of us are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. That's what I, uh, that's what I ascribe to. I said we are beings of light and we are beings of love. That was one. So how, as a spiritual being, whether you're following Christ, Muhammad, Buddha, whatever the case might be, any of the African uh, uh, messengers that came millions of years before them, how can we bring that in today's time right now on a personal level? How can we bring that right. ancestral memory, since we're dealing with a technology you know, everything that technology offers us is only stimulating something that's already within us. And so with that being said, I understand that there. That's why I rested so good. So number two was, right. now personally as an individual, how can I embody that energy? brother? the thermodynamics says energy doesn't die, but it's transmitting from dimension to dimension. So my ancestor's energy, my creator's energy can transmit to me, and I can make a profession. So that was number three. Spirit first, I had to know I was spiritually connected to all things despite of my circumstances. Number two, as a person, I have the ability to connect to my creator and my ancestors in the worst times of my life. And number three, I made a profession of it, spreading that spirit, spirit, and that light, and that love. And then many of us began to hugging. Many of us began to smiling. Many of us got good sleep at night. And many of those people are now on the streets due to that simple practice. So when I met Tony and he showed me the, the journal, I'm known for writing scripts. I said, brother, this is the journal of all journals. Uh, I'm a part, let's end, let's take this on the road. So here we are today, Brother Yona, and I appreciate all that you're doing in this conversation, bringing humanity back to their humanity. That's the real reentry.
1: Yeah, you said reentry, which, you know, is so important because we're all, you know, our public benefit of Good Currency Studios and our sister company, uh, the Huma House, which is focused on the, the, the groundwork on giving people reentry that are coming out of reentry, it's not just from prison, it's homelessness, mm. it's it's foster care, mental it's illness. mental illness, PTSD, as you talked about. And you realize that if you're listening to this podcast conversation and you're saying, well, I was never in foster care, mm-hmm. I was never at a war, I was never imprisoned, I was never homeless, but, man, I got my own, you know, this is for you as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that because it could have been, you could come from a mansion and have, you know, Parental issues, that like certain things you could have all kinds of things that actually we're here to say you can begin to work on. And as Tobias often says, let your worst days be your best. Be your best days. And what I love about the teaming up or the just the fate of LinkedIn, which I love as well. No, they're not a sponsor. Uh, maybe one day, um, is when we reached out to you. I see the symbiotic relationship between carrying the conversations with not just personal people that we can learn from and what they've done, but then businesses. So, you know, mm. I didn't even necessarily know why when I reached out to you originally, I just was curious. But now after when I talked to you, I got so excited. I went into the room and I said, listen, I think there's, he said it actually. I said, you said it, that there may be something more than just this podcast. Yes. And I believe it because when you look at the way that our missions are aligning, it's giving people you know, technology devices, and then a practical tool that they can, you know, apply on a daily basis when they're not uh, wearing it or or, or beyond that. And then begin to, you know, imagine if we could just continually bring, like we just had our uh, episode drop today, the second episode from Biome I talked to you about, like this, you know, Naveen Jain is trying to, he wants to get rid of, you know, make disease optional is his tagline. And you go, come on. At, but when he really is creating technology similar to you but in this focusing on the microbiome in the gut and 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 just similar to your happy story as well trying to make it at a price point that that it could be scaled and so you can really touch it's not just for the who's who and who have a bunch of money
0: I think that's the key I think it's it's about democratizing um, access to tools that will make people's lives better and not gating them for a purpose and i think one of the other things is not taking technology that might otherwise disrupt some other economic engine that's got a major incentive in keeping people fed with other forms of um I don't know. You're being Let's nice. just call them stimulants. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah,
1: being you're nice. Being yeah,
0: I'm, I'm trying to walk a fine. I, I run a public company,
1: so um, <laughs> I have
0: to be oh, careful what, say, about what I say. We hear but, you. We
2: hear you. So I've been monetized, Look, it's, democratized. It's, it's
0: important. You know, one of the first things that I talk to the team about is how do we reduce the barrier to entry? Exactly. And how do we put this into the hands of as many people as we possibly can? How do we um, optimize what it is that we're doing for, for different folks. You know, it's funny that you said there are all kinds of people suffering and there are all kinds of people who could use help. Um, I'm the proud father of five children. Mm. Um, the greatest gift that my wife gave me outside of our marriage is our beautiful family. And, um, I remember, um, I, I had my, my, my one happy necklace and, um, it was about three months. I couldn't find it anymore. I was like, "Where's, where's my my hat?" Because I want to put it under my pillow so I could sleep tonight. And um, I found out that my 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 daughter, who was studying for exams, was using it yes. um, for focus. Mm-hmm. And my son, who was writing exams, was using it for creative boost. Come on and. There's so many different ways that you can optimize how you feel. And unfortunately, what society by and large offers people are things that have horrible side effects. You know, um, all of these stimulants are really, really bad for us. So, you know, if if you could just bypass putting all this crap in your body Mm. and becoming addicted to it, and all of the secondary side effects that it that it has on you. And just go straight to the benefit. That's what scientists figured out like 20 years ago. I mean, our technology has been developed over the course of 20 years. And it's, it's interesting, Tobias, what you were talking about spirituality and how we're all connected. Um, you know, what they figured out. And look, my, my science background stopped in grade nine. So mm. I'll, I'll give you my grade nine explanation mm-hmm. of how Please. all of this Please. stuff works. But, you know, I remember my... I, t- I think I took one biology class in high school, and um, I-, I stopped when we had to cut frogs open that was <laughs> it for me on bio- biology. But um, you know, we always thought that biochemical stuff, like when you put stuff in your body, was kind of like a lock and key. It, mm. it, you take something, it releases, and it opens up. It, you know, things fall into other things, and it opens up, and whatever. What what the scientists actually figured out is the vast majority of reactions in the bo- body don't actually work that way it's um einstein figured this out about 100 years ago Come on. it's actually all based on magnetic waves it's yeah. all energy energy our bodies are all energy mm-hmm. our thoughts are energy yes um, what we feel between human beings it's all energy and all of these emotions they're energy and and when you when you take a substance i drink a cup of coffee I smoke a cigarette and I ingest nicotine. I take a gummy or uh, vape a joint and I take CBD or THC into my system. that the act when that compound gets metabolized in your body, ingested and metabolized, is not it's not a chemical lock and key. What is actually happening is those molecules are resonating. And they're giving off, if you will, a, a little tune, a magnetic resonance that bioreceptors in your cells pick up. They hear this stuff. Yes. And so if you could capture that tone, that resonance that these compounds, these molecules resonate, the song that they sing. The song that if they you sing. could capture the THC or the CBD or the melatonin or the adenosine or all of these you know, mood altering substances and just play the song. That's what the scientists did. They say, you don't have to put this crap in your body. You You can just play the song. It's when you figure that out, you say, oh my God, like seriously, I understand it. I I don't don't need to understand how a cell phone works or wireless to use it. So you don't need, I don't need to be a scientist. That's when it, it clicked in for me. Like maybe the fact that I'm not a scientist and that I understand it. At grade nine level is probably better because oh, that's yeah. as oh. far as I'm going oh, to be to explain it, right?
2: Yeah, brother, that, that that is better because when you said that, that really excited me because I stopped paying attention to school in the fifth grade. But I can tell you this: out of the seven books that I brought out of prison of thirty years, one was the Law of Resonance, the Law of Resonance. I call myself a law-abiding citizen. How funny is that? I live by the cosmic laws, and the car, co- the Law of Resonance, yep. is exactly what you just said. And if you look at depression, you look at suicide, homicide, genocide, or any of the other sides, it's always some kind of food or junk food or garbage that we're placing inside of our system that corresponds with the feeling. If the feeling is sadness, yes. madness, these are all emotions that frequentize on a low frequency. So I, I've noticed very, yes. very, 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 very quickly in my craft 30 years ago that why does incarcerated people spend billions on junk Food because the resonance of it is not food at all. So, on the molecular level, on the neurological level, on the immunal level, it causes us to be trapped or imprisoned in these states of oppression that only seem to be recognized or dealt with when we go buy another 100, 300 pounds of, of sugar and refined sugar and coffee and cigarettes, whatever the case might be. So, to your point, when we can create our own systems. And these are cultural systems that our ancestors, listen, we're all upon this earth, a beautiful earth. So far, we haven't found another one like it. All of us depend upon her. We need her water. We need her air. We need her green. And we're destroying her. It's the first thing that I believe all the scripts say, love each other and keep the garden. When we stop loving each other, we stop keeping the garden. So I believe this is one of our opportunities here is return to that love in return to the natural aspects of the garden, I see hap bee. The bee, she is a wonderful being. And do you know that bees run their whole hives by a resonance, by a song that creates a temperature. And they have what not only extracting the sweetness of life, but that sweetness there's a healing. So, when I see HAP and I see B, these are some of the cultural sensitivities that we understood inside that wall that we applied to our everyday lives that we are bees, Yes. And we are communities. Human beings.
0: I just think you're so right on the money with regards to this whole notion of resonance and, and connectivity. And it, 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 It's amazing how something that maybe some folks relegate to the world of spirituality actually proves we've proven it actually works. And it actually works in a material way. That's right. It can positively impact how you feel. That's right. And here's the interesting thing it's like we spend so much time as a company at Happy talking about things like sleep and mood and feel, because that's where you know, a, a lot of our replacement goes and a lot of our energy goes and where a lot of our consumers come from. But the reality is like people use this topically for pain and discomfort. Yes. I mean, you can take, this. you can take this and if you've got a back problem or, you know, you've got um, aches and pains, you know, you can, you can use a CBD signal and you'll, Feel muscle relaxation, we were just at CS in Vegas, we're releasing a mattress. So Uh it's not just this. We're releasing a mattress. We're releasing an eye mask. We're releasing uh, tension bands that you could just wear around your body. Like, you know, bioreceptors don't just happen in the central nervous system and in your head. They're all over your body. All over your body. And so what you're talking about in terms of resonance, that's the way the body works. Yes. We are energy, yes, and that's just a fact. So everything that you're saying, in in and in, in almost intuitively, you feel to be true. Yeah, Come
2: that's on, right. Come on, and bro.
1: I think we're lucky enough to live in a time where, fourteen hundred years ago, two thousand years ago, this information that was said seemed hokey, and you know these are miracles or these are just certain gurus who can do this. Now we're lucky enough to have the science back up these claims. I mean, there's a, sci- there's a scientific um, proof now that if you listen or watch two to three minutes of good news a day, it's now scientifically proven to lower your cortisol levels, which reduces inflammation, stress, heart disease, lung disease. So we are on a mission with our partners at Good News Network to show, just like Fitbit did a great job in making sure you get your 10,000 steps in, make sure you get your yep. two to three minutes of good news a day. To, to scientifically lower your cortisol. But also then once you're in tune with reading or listening to good news, you then realize, well, what's the opposite of that, that I want to stay away from. And that is the negativity, the naysayers, the, all the, 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 we call it the cultural algorithms of life that you want to be stuck in. And you don't want to be stuck in that. And so, no. and so what I love about what I'm, I'm so happy to hear about happy. That's not just, you know, you're not just stopping here, the mattress. I mean, I think I told you my story. I mean, just like I pray every day, multiple times mm-hmm. and trying to, you can't just do it once and think, okay, I'm good. You know, this is a consistency, small consistencies on a daily basis. You know, when I suffer from Crohn's and I'm consistently and constantly having to refine my thing, I, I, I'll I, be just like I did with Viome, like a biohack and love to be one of the customers. I can't wait to get my hands on Happy and, and see uh, as a living proof of what this does. But what I love about um, something you said in the pre-interview as well. You actually said it in the top of this uh, this interview, is that your wife is your. I, I actually, I just you know, sort of almost seems like your secret weapon, but not so secret because you talk about it a lot, and your kids. And um, you know, I appreciate the fact that how much you say about your wife and your kids, and you can tell that you're blessed and you're you you don't take it for granted. Um, can you give us a I'd like to. That's your personal life, which you which you which you cherish, and you actually were going to spend more time. And it was it was this conversation, maybe uh, similar to Tom Brady just announced coming back into <laughs> out of retirement. But you know, I feel like that's where you were headed, and then you decided to come back. So I can tell you're on a mission. Just to close it up, I want to. When you were a corporate executive, CEO of these companies, you know what what was it that you, you know was that just what are you seeing the difference on how you're driving? Is it the social purpose? Is it what you're doing as a, as like you said, you know, before it was in parking or whatever it may be? which, by the way, if you can help people you know alleviate the stress of parking, that's still great. Um, but what is it that you were doing, maybe personally, professionally or spiritual? what is it that is different now that you've gotten? you know what it
0: for? was it, it's interesting because I think for me, I always thought that your professional pursuits and your personal spiritual pursuits were two parallel streams mm. and those streams, maybe they may touch, but they didn't certainly didn't cross and they definitely didn't melt. And those were two very different things. I started to get a hint that maybe my perception on that um, was uh, misplaced. Um, when I met, Um, a really cool founder in Chicago. And and I ended up spending four years with him at Arrive, a guy by the name of Sheesh Dalal. And, you know, he was looking for somebody to come in and kind of help take his company to the next level. And, you know, we went through the dance and yeah, I think I can help you. And I understand your business and all of this kind of stuff, all this businessy stuff. And then after he made the decision that I was the right guy for him and I made the decision that that he was the right guy for me. And we decided to spend, go down this journey together. Um, I remember at, at one point and we became dear friends. I asked him like, what, what made you decide that I was the right guy for you? And he goes, well, I Googled you and I came across a bunch of all of these, you know, speeches that you did and um, projects you worked on and stuff. And it was all, it was, it was great, but you know, a lot of guys have great resumes. And I came across this video on YouTube of you and your family. And I couldn't stop watching it. And I just, I watched it over and over again. And he said, I showed it to my wife. So we have something in common. And I was like, if that's what he's like with his family, then that's the kind of guy that I I wanted, I want to be in business with. And it, that was the kind of a foreshadowing of something that I discovered. And you know, I, I see it with Natalie's business. She she talks to female entrepreneurs all the time. She was just like in 2019, she was runner-up female entrepreneur of the year in Canada. After five children, she she uh, decided not to go back into her professional career, which is by the way, she was a, a criminologist working with Come on. Um, juvenile delinquents. Come on. That's that's her that's her field of, of uh, study, and she's a PhD. It. And she's she worked with uh, you know kids here in Montreal, and then at Columbia, and then she decided after our fifth was school age, she said, you know, I I really want to go be a chef, and so she went to culinary school, and then she started this business. And she always keeps coming back, and she speaks a lot to um, female executives and uh, female business students and female entrepreneurs and she always reminds them because women in society carry a they they carry a considerable weight that men are somewhat liberated we we self-liberate ourselves of some of that responsibility that women just carry intuitively um and she always talks to women about listening to your inside voice. And she says, if you're honest and you listen to that inside voice, you will always find the right answer. You will always find truth. Now, the biggest challenge is most people decide either not to listen or not to hear. And if you can overcome that, and so she's taught me a lot about, about that. And so, you know, happy for me has really become bringing all of that together when you can wake up in the morning and know that you're doing good. Amazing. And that is not a, that is not a, that is not distinct from building something that's important and doing right by consumers. You know what i I'll tell you guys, like having run consumer facing companies in the past, the easiest rule of thumb is, is the simplest. And if your company is guided by a mission, and a, a mission statement that is sincere and that permeates everything that you do, every decision that you make becomes so much easier.
1: Great advice. Because
0: you, you don't need to figure out what the right answer is. You know what the right answer That's is. Right. It may not be easy.
1: That's right.
0: It may be the hard decision. It may be the more expensive decision. It may be the more difficult decision. But you know what the right decision is. You know awesome. what's right and what's wrong. And, and I think awesome. you need to listen to your inside voice and my inside voice, which fortunately is amplified by my amazing wife told me that I had to do this.
1: I love it, man. And you're right. We definitely need to get Natalie on the show.
0: So oh, she's way to She's way more insightful. than. I <laughs> oh,
1: I can't, I know we're going to learn a lot from her. I mean, and, and, and I think, um, you know, even my wife's going through this, this process of, you know, she's, Know, two kids and they're all in elementary school and she's been rock star at what she's done top of her game. And now she wants to think about something else. And, and you want to be able to listen to that, that, that inside voice. I think the other thing I'd ask, I'd, I'd say about the inside voice is you don't hear it. And I think you don't trust it. I think a lot of us just don't trust that inside voice, you know? Right. And so we're, we're dependent on other people validating that inside voice. And if people don't validate that inside voice and we don't do it, You know, and so, you know, trust is a huge thing, uh, because that goes into fear, um, and all these other things that, and that's why I love that you were giving us incredible advice from someone at your stature, because it's what we're basing our new company on is keep it simple, you know, practical inspiration. That's simple. Let us do this for ourselves and others and see where, where it takes us. You know, it, it feels good doing this, um, so listen, Yona, I think we're going to have a lot more conversations in the future. And, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to get to know you more and to learn about Happy and your journey. Um, so we're going to end this conversation with something new. Uh, this is the first episode we're going to do this on. Uh, we're just nicknaming it three for 30. So we're going to ask you three, three questions in 30 seconds. So first question. What's the best advice you would give to your younger self?
0: Don't be so uh, don't be so consumed with a fear of failure, mm. um, because failure will teach you success. Hey, um, great answer. I was I was preoccupied with not making the wrong moves, and so I didn't make any moves.
2: Speak for and me. I let
0: life happen to me. So I think you just got to go answer, for it. Man.
2: Thank you.
1: That's awesome. What's the best book you've read in the last six months or listen I read
0: Sapiens, which was amazing. And I also read Startup Nation, which was amazing. And the thing that I got out of Startup Nation was how, you know, it goes back to the experience your brother is having, uh, Tobias, which is what you can get out of military training that you might not necessarily get out of regular civilian life. And if you can carry that through with you as, as, a gift, as an asset you know, there's all, there's, there's a big, there's a big benefit to be gained there.
1: Transferable skills. Who was the most important mentor in your life that you never met? Ooh,
0: that's a good one. Um, I would probably say it was Steve Jobs. I think he was inspirational to me because he always sought to redefine what was normal and what was expected. And he certainly was not scared of failure. In fact, one might suggest that his failure as a CEO in his first run with Apple prepared him for his return, and he was much better the second time around. That's right. And so. You know, I can tell you my own personal life, my professional life uh, has not been up and to the right. It's been mired with uh, great success and great failures. Uh, I I would suggest I'd probably learn more from my failures than I did from my successes.
1: That's a great answer. I love that. And now you're making me realize why we we, we should do the three for 30. It seemed to work. <laughs> Thanks for being the guinea pig. It made me one. think so. That yeah, was good. There you go. Yona, we appreciate your time, but more importantly, we look forward to having you part of the brand, part of the movement that we can help support you and what Happy's doing. Thank you guys so much for paying attention and listening to this awesome conversation with Yona Stern. We really appreciate your time. We don't take it for granted. Please subscribe, share, go to our social, give us your comments, your feedbacks. We love interacting with you and learning from you. You can follow Yona at at Y-S-H-T-E-R-N. And don't forget to go to happy.com. That's H-A-P-B-E-E.com to learn more. We appreciate you.
2: Thanks, everybody uh, <laughs> across the board for uh, being a part of the conversation. It's very important when we can bring a bridge between uh, part of society that we normally don't uh, get to hear about and that's where I come from and then uh, beautiful people like our brother his wife and family and what he's doing so I thank you and appreciate you Thank you boys, appreciate
1: it Don't forget to check out new episodes every Monday. We're super excited about this. I'm Yonah Stern. I'm Tony Samadani.
2: I'm Tobias Tubbs and we are Living Living Good Good currency. Currency What? <laughs> That's my man, Yoda.